0: I've always been fascinated by sharks. I mean, jellyfishes are a close second, but do they have a whole week dedicated to them? Or is the leading star in a Steven Spielberg hit movie? I don't think so. But it's just not sharks who's in the slime light. A blast from the past, like the Megalodon, has been the star in his own blockbuster hit. And till this day, the Loch Ness Monster is making an annual income of over a million dollars for their hometown. So what is up? What's the deal? How did these so-called mystical creatures come to be? And why are they so prominent now than they were millions of years ago? This is episode 4, Loch Ness Monster, Megalodon, and and Mystical Sea Creatures. Here's a fun tidbit. A cryptozoologist or cryptozoology is the study of animals of other organisms whose existence has not been proved. And cryptids are animals or other organisms, usually mythic, whose existence have not been proved. Also, should be noted, cryptozoology is not a science. Okay? Got it? Cool. (laughs) Up first for our creature feature, is the Loch Ness Monster or Nessie for short. In Scottish folklore, large animals have been associated with many bodies of water, from small streams to the largest lakes, often labeled Loch na Betsy. These water horses or water cuppies, I hope I pronounced that correctly, are said to have magical powers and malevolent intentions. Their presence can be dated back to ancient times, from piazza depictions of a mysterious beast with flippers on stone carvings the first written sighting was by an irish monk named saint columba i promise you guys i'm gonna like try to ruin these names and it was reported by ottoman in in life of saint columba columba written in the 7th century a.d according to ottoman it was August 22nd, 564. It said that a man, a swimmer, was bitten by the monster. And as the monster widened its jaw, preparing to attack the second swimmer, when St. Columba, who at the time, him and his men were burying a man near the shore, heard the commotion and like ran up or swam up. <laughs> okay, they pull up to the monster and St. Columba made the sign of the cross and said, quote, go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once, End quote. They said the creature had stopped as if it had been, quote, pulled backward ropes, End quote. And the sea monster obeyed and fled the scene. <laughs> wow, that's truly some power. But you know what? I can't even hate because... If I'm recanting a story that's almost biblical to something that can be potentially be in the history books, like the Bible or something like it's, it's going to be like told for years and years to come. People are going to read about me. I'm going to hype myself up too. I'm going to give myself superpowers. <laughs> oh my like who's going to know. Okay. <laughs> so good for you. San Columba. You're in the history. Now, fast forward several thousands of years to the 1900s, where we get another sighting. It's April 1933. A couple's driving along like, along the lake. Just driving. do, 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 do. And the woman looks over at the lake and sees something out in the distance. She tugs on the sleeve of her husband, boyfriend, whatever. Like, what is that? She's like pointing to it. He turns and sees, squinting his eyes to get a better look, to spot a head with a long-ass neck like sticking out the water. Now, the couple will go on to report the incident to the Irvinist courier, sorry, and comparing it to a, quote, dragon or a prehistoric monster, end quote. But this is just one of the many sightings that will be reported. Now, this caused a sighting frenzy. Men were venturing out in boats. Others were setting up terrace along the lake line in hope of spotting the creature. But you know, but to the men who were waiting in the boats, like out in the like the water, the lake, what was the game plan? You know, like what 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 happened if the Loch Ness monster did pop up? Were they going to catch it, or, or or like take a like a, a like an up close picture of it? Because I figured you can do that in the safety of the shore, and if they were going to capture it, I'm pretty sure none of them were like equipped to wrangle in a monster, let alone like to to hold the monster in a cage. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I that was, huh? But you, know, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Everyone was excited, and that's what matters. Okay. <laughs> On December 1933. Actor, film director, and big game hunter Mama Duke Witherelle Witherelle, was hired by the Daily Mail to locate Nessie. He's telling everyone he got this, right? He's like, I'm a big game hunter. Daily Mail paid me. I'm going to get your monster. I'm going to bring it back. And y'all are going to love me. Okay? So he's asking the locals, what times does this creature usually make itself known? This, that, and the other. Okay? So he's like scouting, scouting out the area. Then one day, as Mama Duke is poking around the lake shore, he discovered footprints that he believed belonged to, quote, a very powerful soft-footed animal about 20 feet 6 meters long, end quote. But zoologists at the Natural History Museum identified the tracks were made by an umbrella stand or ashtray that had a hippopotamus leg as a base. People still don't have a like a definite answer if Mama Duke did this himself to keep up his prominence as a big game hunter, or if the Daily Mail created the footprints themselves to push the story. So, you know, womp womp womp. Uh On 1934, an English genealogist, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Robert Kenneth Wilson, photographed the alleged creature. He handed the photo over to the Daily Mail, but refused to have his name attached to it. He's like, I don't got time for people bothering me and questioning about this damn thing, so here you go. <laughs> Good call, but, you know, in in the end, we still know your name, Robert Kenneth Wilson, so <laughs> I guess at the time, you know, no one knew, but now we know. And on April 21st, 1934, the Daily Mail will publish a photo naming it what we all know as today the iconic quote surgeons photograph. The reason this photo is being so the reason the photo is being so iconic that it was supposedly the first time that we got to see the head and neck of the famous Loch Ness monster. Now, this photo would become an international sensation with different theories of what the monster could possibly be. A big one was that the Loch Ness was a plesiosaur, uh, a marine reptile that went extinct over 60 million years ago. Others thought it was the water monster from the Scottish folklores. The mystery that surrounded this mythical sea creature had, attached, uh, had attracted monster hunters. So between 1987 and 2003, there were several explorations to locate the creature. Photos will come out allegedly showing proof of the Loch Ness monster, however, they would be discredited as being fake or uh, photos of other animals, concluding that these explorations were not successful. It should be noted in 1994, it was revealed that the iconic surgeon's photograph was nothing but a hoax that was brought on by revenge seeker Mamaduke Witherow. You know, the guy from earlier, the big game hunter who discovered the footprints, but those were fake. Yeah, you know, that guy. That the monster was something more than a plastic and wooden head attached to a toy submarine. Ooh. In 2018, researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness to determine what organisms lived in the waters. There were no signs of a pillosaur or other large sea animals DNA found but there were a significant amount of, pati- of a particular species' uh, DNA that was found, and it was that of an of eels, leading the researchers to believe that the Loch Ness monster just could have been an oversized eel. Whatever new information comes out has not stopped the tourist attraction who is hoping to see the creature themselves. According to BBC, in 2012, it was reported that the urban area of Irviness in the Highlands of Scotland has generated an annual revenue of over $40 million of goods and services that comes from the urban legend that is the Ness Monster. Either way, they're still banking, so (laughs) real or fake, they're making money, all right? And that is real. (laughs) Well, for our second creature in our creature feature, there's a video of a man being rescued at sea by the Brazilian Coast Guards. And the way the camera is angled is pointing down facing the man as if we're looking over and out of the helicopter. Okay. So we as the audience is watching the man being harnessed and eventually being lifted up and into the helicopter. So he's being lifted up. And first of all, those waves were raving and the wind was swaying that man back and forth. So we're already on edge. Like, I hope he doesn't fall back into the water or the current catches him to pull him back in you know but come to find out that's the least of of his worries of our worries because in this ocean drop background a dark shadow passes right above the boat where the man was just in (laughs) i i must have watched that clip like five times because because it's a short clip but i tell you it left me very impressionable I can't tell you what that was, but the internet convinced me it was a Megalodon, and I went down a rabbit hole researching these prehistoric sea creatures and the possibility of them still existing. But I'm here to tell you that these creatures are long gone. It is said that a very small portion of the Zurich studies data, 6 out of 10,000 simulations, showed a 1% chance that the Megalodon is still alive so you know so that, that's a that's a downer but you know so instead i'm going to share some facts about this once dominant sea pre- these once dominant sea predators okay so megalodon simply means large tooth they, and they have plenty 280 of them with each tooth reaching to be 18 meters or seven inches in length megalodon's teeth have been found on every continent except antarctica because during this time, much of the planet was covered in warm shallow sea. Knowing this tells us where these creatures lived and haunted. By the end of the Pelocene era, and correct me for that, the planet had entered a global cooling phase. This caused mammals to either migrate, uh, this caused mammals to either migrate to warmer areas or adapted to their new environment but the mammals that migrated were part of the megalodon's diet that's a lot of, mm, <laughs> mm mammals migrated megalodons <laughs> and because they could adapt to cooler climate to the cooler climates either it was concluded that the megalodons either starved or was frozen to extinction according to the encyclopedia britannica before the connection between fossilized megalodon teeth and marten shark's teeth were made people thought they were finding or discovering tongues of dragons. So that's very interesting. And a report from the Smithsonian Magazine said, during the 17th century, it was believed that the Megalodon's fossils had medicinal properties that would be collected for good luck. So yeah, that's that's a quick, some cool facts about the Megalodon's. And, you know, people are still, I mean, researchers are still, you know, facts are still coming out, so that's pretty cool. But if you want to check out the video and see this possible megalodon spotting for yourself, I'll leave a link in the description. And last but not least in our creature feature is the Lac Laca Lacas. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Like please correct me. Lacas. From the Caribbean folklore. This half shark, half octopus, head of a shark with tentacles can reach up to 200 feet. Now this is the most common depiction of the creature. There have been sightings of it being a multi-headed monster or a dragon-like creature. In the Bahamas, there is an island called Andros, or what is known name, Tongue of the Ocean, where there have been sightings dating back to decades ago up to present day. The island is home to close to 200 blue holes and 50 oceanic blue holes, making this a perfect habitat for the lacas. It's spelled C U S C A, so you guys, like I said, please correct me. If I, like correct me. So as these blue ho- as these blue holes are said to be the connecting points to numerous ocean c- caves, walls, and passageways. Witnesses reported seeing entire ships being pulled into these blue holes, claiming it's the creature using their tentacles to drag their prey down into the darkness, only for the remains of the wrecked ship to resurface shortly after. A signature move before the sea creature or the sea monster attacks is that bubbles will appear on the surface of the water. And don't be fooled by the tighter currents, for that is the lucus breathing in and out. In 1896, in St. Augustine, Florida, it was reported that the monster's corpse had washed up on land. But was it really the legendary monster that the beachgoers were seeing? Or something else? Just like every folklore, there's another side or a logical side. Skeptics are saying that the lacus is nothing more than a giant octopus or octopuses. That tells of entire ships seeking were just a natural phenomenon caused by stiff tidal changes that created powerful whirlpool effects within the blue holes. Seeing bubbles before an attack or the breathing of the creature is nothing more than just extremely treacherous waters that fishermen and inhabitants were experiencing. Now for for that body that beachgoers claim was the monster. After gathering the decomposing tissue samples, Scientists link the DNA back to that of a sperm whale. But who really knows what lies within those deep, dark blue holes? Here's my takeaway from these stories. I can see why people believe the possibility of these creatures still existing. I mean, hello, that Megalodon clip had me in a chokehold. No matter how much research pointed to the Megalodon no longer existing, I still had my doubts. I was like, no, how would they know how do these marine biologists and experts with years of research know anything? There's ninety percent, there's ninety seven of the ocean that has not been like searched or explored. You know, explored. They could be living there and feeding on whales. How would they know? Hmm? <laughs> just like going on, <laughs> you know, just like discarding everything that I'm like learning about. <laughs> but don't be like me. Don't have tunnel vision. Yes, ask questions, but also have an open mind. Do I person believe the Loch Ness Monster existed? Yes. Do I think it was some type of prehistoric dinosaur? Leaning on? Yes. But who really knows? Look, the Earth is over a million years old. Who knows what creatures walked before us? And with technology constantly advancing, maybe we can explore more of the blue holes of the Loch Ness or travel to the oceans deep. Or maybe... Just leave it be and keep the mystery of the ocean just that, a mystery. If you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to wander with me, then please leave a like, comment, share, and subscribe to the show. This has been Mind Over Wonder, Episode 4, Loch Ness Monster, Megalodon, and Mystical Sea Creatures. Till next time, bye.